welcome to the Othello Foursquare podcast. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoy this week's message. To learn more about our church, visit othellofoursquare.org. I feel so honored to be here. Y'all are so beautiful, and it was such an honor to worship with you this morning and feel the presence of God just come in as soon as you guys start opening your mouths. Um, Kenzie almost made me cry. It's beautiful. I'm just going to get situated here for a second. Um, so, hi. I, um, I'm not a professional by any stretch of the imagination. I just know that I carry Jesus. And my goal today is to just share with you some things that, that I have and that he's shown me and that I've gained in the journey of knowing him in my short little life. Um, so... I hope that's okay if this is just really chill and we just kind of have a conversation. Is that good? Great. Um, I'm going to pray really quick over you guys. I, um, I just feel the Lord's excitement over this church and the people specifically in this room and what he's, I feel like he's going to start something today. And so I'm going to pray over you guys. Oh, Jesus, thank you. Thank you you are. Thank you for the way that you love and the way that you come close. God, I thank you that your love is so wild for us that we cannot even fathom it. And I ask God that today as we just spend time together looking at you, that you would come in so close and that you would make us aware of your presence that's already so thick in this room and that you would remind us of your goodness that you would remind us of the goodness that we've seen throughout our lives and that you would remind us of how fierce your love is for us. Thank you, Jesus, for everything that you're already doing and for the people in this room. Amen. Um, So I said I was going to just share with you things that I carry, and I believe that as I talk today and I share with you some stories and some things that I've learned that the Lord is actually making available in the room things that I carry. So I'm going to tell you what those are so that you can be aware that when things come up or you're reminded of things or you feel a certain emotion that you know what the Lord is depositing in you and you can take hold of it. I carry childlikeness really well. I'm a really good kid. Um, I never want to grow up, and I always love to have fun. I like to have adventure. Um, And God is the best child and grown-up all in one, and I love that about him. He is really good at teaching me how to be a kid. So I carry childlikeness. I carry freedom and truth, and I really feel like um, today the Lord is going to bring some things to your mind as we're just spending time together, and I feel like he's going to be reminding you of some things that he put inside of you when he created you, things that you dreamt about when you were a kid, things that you wanted to do Um, desires that you have, talents that you discovered when you were young and maybe you set them to the side because you didn't see the value in them or maybe someone told you that it wasn't valuable. Um, I just want you to be aware of the things that the Lord is speaking specifically to you today. And if you feel that little urge, I want you to take out your phone or paper and I want you to write it down because I really specifically feel like the Lord has a gift for each and every person in this room today and he's so excited to give it to you. So let's be aware and just take hold that Kenzie was saying, like when the presence of the Lord comes, let's take hold of it. Um, Something that the Lord has shown me 
is that he's always, always, always closer than we think he is. Always. And it's not so much about him stepping into the room, which he does, because he's good like that and he's faithful, but it's more about our awareness of his presence that's already here. And so as they were talking about the presence of God and being aware, um, I felt like the Lord gave me a picture of, um, I'm going to talk a little bit about being a child today. And when you're a kid and you're in your mom's and dad's house and you want some food, um, you don't like sit in the living room. In the floor. I mean, if you're like two, maybe like Everly's age, you might. But you might sit and you don't sit in the floor and just ask and ask and ask repeatedly for a snack, right? If you're big enough, you just go to the fridge and you get it out. And I feel like today the Lord is reminding us that we're his kids and that his fridge is always open. And so I feel like there's some things that you guys have been asking the Lord for and you've been begging and begging and asking for him to just make it happen. But he's actually like, no, you're my kid and you're a good kid and I want you to come and get it because it's already yours. I've already made it available to you. And so I don't know if it's dreams or if it's healing. If you're going after healing in your body, I actually felt like there's someone that has pain in their left knee um, that you've been asking for healing in your left knee. And if that's you, know that the Lord sees you and I believe that he's in the room for healing today. So just, just find space to lean into whatever the Lord is talking to you about, okay? And if that means that you're not paying attention to what I'm saying, great. I am not offended. He has great things to say. Um, one of my favorite verses, chapters in the Bible is Psalm 139. And I could talk about it for days, but I'm not going to. Uh, I just want to give you a little bit of background for where I come from and the way that I approach the Lord. Um, I grew up in Tennessee. I grew up in a very conservative church. We didn't talk about the Holy Spirit, um, but I knew the Lord, and I loved to spend time with him in the Word and talking to him. And I found myself in Psalm 139 a lot because in Psalm 139, the Lord tells us basically that he's the ultimate best friend that nothing that we ever do escapes his attention. And it's less about he created us and set us in motion and went on about his way, but he created us and he stuck around and he pays attention to every single little detail of our lives, the ones that even our spouses don't care so much to pay attention to. He's in every single little thing and he cares. And the, the fascinating part to me is that when it talks about him knitting us together in our mother's womb, I don't know, how many of you knit in here? Anyone? Anyone? Have you seen anyone knit? A little bit? Okay, let me tell you a little bit about knitting. I know nothing about knitting except that when you knit, you do it a stitch at a time. And if you're making, say, a scarf and you get several rows in and you get a stitch wrong, you literally have to undo the whole scarf back up to that one little stitch and fix it. Otherwise, it just doesn't look right. But the Lord says that he knit us together in our mother's womb. And I... I love the picture that the Lord gave me that when he knit us together, he did it a stitch at a time. And there's not one stitch that's out of place, and there's not one stitch that was there by mistake. Okay? So as I'm talking today, I want you to think about that. I want you to go back to the foundation of that truth that when the Lord knit you together in your mother's womb before anyone ever even thought about you existing, he did it perfectly and with full intention. There is no part of you that is an accident. The Lord doesn't do anything halfway, ever. You were not created halfway, I promise. So let's, let's just let that be our foundation today for what the Lord's saying. 
Um, I feel like there's so much fear wrapped around um, dreaming and being creative and letting our full selves unbridled and unharnessed come to life because of the cultures that we grow up in. Um, honestly, a lot of times it can be because of our own family members and their pain or insecurities lashing out at us and shutting things down in us that we were created to do, like dream or like, like create art or music or it doesn't even have to look like that. It could be maybe you're a really good planner and you create ideas and parties and plans so that things can be accomplished in a really great way so that lots of people can benefit. Like, I don't know what that is for you, but I think a lot of times as adults, we have totally forgotten how to be kids. We've totally forgotten what that freedom is like to run into a room with no sense of awareness of how to govern myself and come in partially shut down because I might offend someone or I might make someone uncomfortable, but instead to run into a room and say, I'm here, this is all of me, and I'm here to bring the party because there's a party inside all of us. But that's the way that the Lord created us. When, when you walk into a room, the Lord gets excited and he wants you to come fully in. Um, I've actually been on my own journey of learning what it's like to be a child in the sense that I can allow all parts of me to be alive. And I can lean into the creative things that the Lord gave me and the dreams that I'm realizing just now that he's, that he's put inside of me. Um, in Psalm 37, 4, it says, delight yourselves in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. I think for a long time I felt like that was kind of like a catch-22. Like, uh, I have to be perfect and delight myself in the Lord. And it felt like this almost unattainable thing. Like, I have to be so perfect before the Lord's going to give me the desires of my heart. Well, that's not true at all. I dare say that, that all of you in this room delight yourselves in the Lord or you wouldn't be here. And I'm not saying that we can't always and forever grow in delighting ourselves in the Lord. There will always be more spaces that we can give ourselves into to lean into the Lord and let him touch us and we grow in relationship with him. But that's for the rest of our lives. And he's a good dad. He knows what to give us and when to give it to us. But I dare say that we all delight ourselves in the Lord and that he does purpose and desire to give us the desires of our heart because he gave us those desires. We, we look the most like the Lord when we are the most ourselves. He, um, he created us to look like him and to be like him. In Genesis 1, it says, um, let's see, I like this. Yeah, God in the beginning, after he's gone through like five days of creation, right? He's literally spoken into existence everything that we could ever imagine, everything that we've ever seen or experienced. He created it. And then after creating the universe and everything in it, he said, oh, now let us create man in our own image. The creator of the universe, like we were created as creators. We have the life of Jesus Christ inside of us. And when we create life, 
life is expanded into our world and into our societies. And I really feel like the Lord is calling us to do that and to lean into our dreams and to create whatever that looks like for you. Um, In Ephesians 2.10, it says, For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works. And I think sometimes we get hung up on good works and think like, they're good things that probably are not very fun and they're probably really hard to do and it probably requires a lot of sacrifice and I might have to move to another country and just like live in a hut and have dirt floors and it's going to be really painful, but he created for me to do those good works. And I think, yes, sometimes we are called to those places, but not without joy and not without a desire being lit up in your heart for that thing because the Lord is good. And um, I think when Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works. I dare say those good works are also dreams and desires that he put inside of us when he knit us together. And it says those good works or dreams and desires which God created in advance for us to do. So when he knit us together, he put desires and dreams and abilities and talents inside of us that we get to go on a journey of discovering and actually giving space for the Lord to breathe on those things. And sometimes it looks like stepping out into something really scary that I have no idea what it looks like, but I feel like the Lord's given me capacities for this thing, so I'm just going to do it and see what happens. And the Lord's going to show up and meet you there, and he's going to start to breathe on things inside of you that you didn't know were there. And it's going to be beautiful. And when you start to give him space to do that, then he shows up and he's actually able to touch the lives of people around you that he couldn't otherwise touch. Because when he shows up inside of you, you carry him in a specific way that no one else can. And in the kingdom, in the kingdom, space works differently. So like if I'm, if I'm in a room with 10 other people, there's only so much physical space in a room, right? And if we fit 20 people in a room that's only meant for 15, people are on top of each other. It's uncomfortable. It's people can't breathe. I don't know. Bad things might happen. But in the kingdom, when we each take up our own space, the space that was given to us to occupy in like a spiritual, even emotional stand, like idea, when we take up fully the space that was given to us to take up, that actually means that I'm giving someone else the ability and the permission to take up all of their space. Like me taking up space doesn't take away from someone else taking up their space. It actually gives people permission to fully step into who they were created to be and to come alive. And when we're all fully alive and we're all really taking up our space, God is powerful and moves through us and affects communities. And he affects cities and countries. And it's, it seems too good to be true because it's like, oh, but I'm actually just being me. Like, yeah, you are. You're his kid. Yeah. And it's easy. It's so easy to just be you. And you look the most like him when you're the most like you. But I think for us adults, a lot of times it requires us to go on a journey of finding out who is this kid in me? Who actually, God, who did you create me to be? And what's inside of me that I need to give space to? And it's really a beautiful, beautiful journey when we let him come in and breathe on those things. And it can feel scary and very vulnerable, but 
The Lord loves the journey. Colossians 1.16 says, For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. John 1.3 says, Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. He is the creator and we cannot we cannot not be like him when we create. Nobody else can create like him. And he gave us that ability. Because we look like him. We're his kids. It's, it's the most fundamental piece of our whole being is that we look like him. And when we just relax our shoulders and we breathe a little bit and we, we just look at him and from that space go into life and go into work and go into our families and we're just at ease with knowing that he's here and he's got it and I am like him so I'm just going to lean into that. It's so easy and people are so easily affected by that genuine authenticity and you'll be surprised at the authority that you carry when you give space to just being you. Um, I've been on my own journey of like figuring this out. When I was a kid, I used to love to draw. Draw, draw, draw all the time. I got all the books, all the little drawing books, teach you how to draw cartoons, whatever. I would spend hours. Um, and I was the only creative, like artistic, as far as like drawing. I was the only artistic person in my immediate family. And um, I remember one day, I think I was like in middle school, and I was doing this uh, drawing. I decided I was going to draw my parents for um, a Christmas gift. I was going to draw them and then paint them and because uh, I didn't have any money. And I was like, yeah, this is a really great idea. And so I was like trying my hardest. I didn't have any art classes. I was just like going for it. And I remember like my mom does not know that this happened, nor will I tell her because it would crush her. But I, <laughs> I showed it to her one day, and her response to me was, I mean, her response to me was, I don't think that looks like us. And, like, I showed her the picture that I was drawing from, and she was just like, yeah, I don't think that looks right, and blah, blah, blah. And I was crushed. And I, I think from that day, literally, this is so sad, I put that drawing in a drawer and I never picked it up again and I stopped drawing and I stopped creating and I stopped stopped giving space to that talent that was inside of me and um, it wasn't until I was 29 and went to um, Bethel for school I felt like the Lord started talking to me and reminding me about this gift that I had when I was a kid that I just loved and he was like, actually, I just want you to give that a little bit of space, and I want you to start to create again. And I was like, okay, feels really vulnerable. <laughs> I don't know that I like it, but okay. So I went to Hobby Lobby, and I got some, like, chalk pastels. And I like chalk pastels because they're really messy. A, I like, I like it when my hands get messy. I feel like I've done something. But also, you can't be very precise with chalk pastels. So I'm like, it's going to look messy anyway. And if somebody sees it, I'll just be like, yeah, I, it was smudged. It's fine. 
And uh, so I went and I bought some things and I, I bought a sketchbook and I just started every once in a while when I felt like I had some inspiration or an idea, I would just doodle it, whatever, and move on. And um, the first two years of school, I just, I felt like that was what, part of what the Lord is asking me to do is just to give space to that again. And so I did. In first year, um, in the first year school and the second year school, when we have worship, sometimes we have people on, on the stage that paint. And it's just like another expression of worship to the Lord. And I volunteered to do that. Uh, one time in first year because, right, the Lord is asking me to be creative. I'm like, fine. So I'm on stage with uh, 1,500 of my classmates behind me in worship, and I'm like, God, this is just you and me. I'm just going to do this. Help me to create. I had zero ideas what I was going to paint. I was looking at a blank canvas, but it was really sweet. The Lord gave me a picture, and I painted it. It was great. Um, actually, I felt really moved. It was precious. After I painted, I went down for class, some people spoke after class. I went back up to get my painting. I walked all the way back to the back of the Civic Auditorium. It's a huge room. I'm walking up the stairs, and I hear this guy behind me go, hey, 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 did you paint that? He's like out of breath. And I'm like, yes. And he was like, I just want you to know that I, um, during class, I saw your painting up on the stage, and I saw this, I got this picture of an angel come, and he took your painting, and he took it up to heaven. And the father was in heaven, and he was in a room that was full of your paintings. He said, every single painting you've ever done, every single doodle, every single sketch, every single thing that you've ever created, the Lord has a room of it, and he spends time in there. And he loves it. And that angel took this painting to him. And I was a wreck. I was just, like, sobbing, like... Oh, really? And honestly, I was thinking back to, like, all these cartoon characters I used to draw when I was, like, in middle school. And I was like, he still has those? He loves them. Um, and it's like, okay, Lord, what does that mean? What does that mean? And I just kept leaning into this whole creativity thing. And um, this summer, I really felt him asking me to do a few more things that felt a little more costly or risky or vulnerable um, to draw and to share with people. And I started sharing my artwork um, on my social media. And um, it's been really crazy the, the way that the Lord has breathed into this. And he's actually, um, without me pursuing it at all, he actually kind of created like a, a business. And people come up to me and ask me for works of art or specifically to design their tattoos, which I think is pretty cool. Um, because it's kind of like a it's a lasting impression on someone to remind them of the Lord. But my point is, even back to cartoon characters I used to draw when I was in elementary school, like that alone was a, an expression of the Lord through me. And even if, if the Lord wants to move on a cartoon character that I drew, they were pretty good. I was pretty good at drawing cartoon characters, okay? But the Lord can move on whatever he wants to move on. And I think when we actually give him space to move on talents that he's given us, talents or desires or dreams or whatever, it doesn't have to look conventional. He has so much freedom and power to move and to touch people in unexpected ways. And I've, I've seen that with me just being obedient because it doesn't make sense to me, but me just being obedient enough to share some things that I've created with him alone, things that I've never shared, just to post it on my social media. 
the responses that I've gotten by just giving him that space and that platform has been crazy. Like I have people just message me and say, oh, this is beautiful. I really feel the Lord on this or I, I really needed to see this. And he can speak through it in whatever way that he wants. But I feel like I share this with you to say, I know that each person in this room carries something, probably more than one thing. We're just unaware. Or maybe you are aware. Maybe while I've been sharing, the Lord has brought something up to you and say, hey, remember that? Remember when we used to dream about that? Or remember when you used to long to do that or accomplish that or to be with those people or to start this thing? Whatever that thing is, it can be a journey to get there, to give that thing space and to let the Lord breathe on it. But it's okay. He loves the journey. When I was driving up here from Reading, uh, it was like supposed to be a nine and a half hour drive and it was a 10 and a half hour drive because I went through, I started in rain in the dark of the morning. I made it into snow. It was like crazy snow. I couldn't even see the road. And I'm from Tennessee and we don't like drive in snow, but it was fun. Um, and then I went from snow to rain to then more snow. And I didn't see the sun until like 3.30 in the afternoon because it was just like stormy. Um, but while I was driving, I was kind of bummed because I have driven this before and I know how beautiful the scenery is. And I know that there's like huge mountains and hills and valleys. And like, I love nature and I love being outside. And I was kind of bummed that I didn't get to see those things. Even like in California, I drove past Mount Shasta, which is like massive. But I literally did not see it at all. Like not even a little bit. I just knew it was there because I had seen it before. And so I'm driving and I'm talking to the Lord um, about you guys and about this morning. And I was just realizing, I was like, I'm, I'm kind of bummed because I know there's a mountain right there and I would love to see it. And he's talking to me about the journey. And it's like, sometimes in life, when we say yes to a journey with the Lord, it looks like driving down a road and seeing nothing on either side, but I see the road in front of me and that's where I'm going to go. And sometimes it looks like being totally unaware of the giants that are literally right next to you that you cannot see, but they're there. And that doesn't make them disappear. That doesn't make them not there. But the Lord knows exactly what he's doing. And he has orchestrated your journey. So if you're looking at me and you're thinking, you're, I don't know how old you are, but you're younger than me. Um, and you're thinking, like, I feel like I, I've lived my life. I feel like I, I, I have a few years left or I feel like... Um, I'm retired or I'm just working this job and I don't see my life changing in any way from here on out. Like I've kind of done it. I kind of missed it. That's a lie. That's a lie. Because we are always on time. When we are with the Lord, when we have held his hand and we're standing with him and we give him our yes and we say, okay, I will go where you tell me to go and I will give space to the thing you tell me to give space to and I will step into the awkward unknown because I have you by the hand and you told me that you were never going to leave me. When we say yes to that, we are always on time. We are always on time. You're not going to miss it. If you have Jesus by the hand, which his hand is always right there, always, and he tells us he's never going to let go. He's never going to leave you the way that you are. But when we say yes to him in that moment, there is nothing that's too big. There's no one that's too old. There's nothing that's unlearnable. There's, there's nothing that we cannot do and that we won't accomplish with him. 
we win when we take him by the hand because he's really the gift, right? Um, so I just want to share with you, I'm almost done. Um, I feel like the Lord showed me some things um, for the people in this room. But I want to propose the question, if you haven't already been thinking about it, what are the desires of your heart? And I really want to challenge you to give the Lord space in that area this week to sit with him. And, and it can be kind of nerve-wracking, kind of scary. But give him space. Sit down with pen and paper. Like, let's be intentional. Sit down with pen and paper and say, God, what are my desires? What did you put inside of me when you knit me together? I feel like um, the Lord showed me that there are people in this room that have ideas for businesses that are actually going to transform Othello. And I feel like there's more than one of you. Actually, I feel like there are several of you that have ideas and desires and dreams for businesses that are going to transform the landscape of Othello and the surrounding cities. Um, I feel like today that there's, I see pictures of like little embers in each one of us that are, that are those spaces and dreams and desires that the Lord is actually, he's blowing on them today. And I think they're going to ignite. And it doesn't take much. It doesn't take much, but it will take a little intentionality from us to let those things light up and take up space and catch on fire. And watch how the Lord affects so many people around you when you're willing to give yourself space. It gives them permission as well. And I think, I think if we can give the Lord that space, you're going to see so many people in Othello, at your workplaces, wherever you're at, in your families, start to come alive with dreams and visions and the things that the Lord purposed for them. Ministry doesn't have to look like pastoring. Ministry can look like being you and being fully alive. We are the most like him when we're the most ourselves. So take up space because we don't need anyone else. We don't need another Kenzie and David Garza. We need you and the way that you carry the Lord and the things that he put inside of you. Although I love David and Kenzie. Um, I dare you to dream the dreams that he has given you. I dare you to develop the talents and gifts that he places inside of you, the gifts you never knew to ask for. Because sometimes those are the most precious. I never asked the Lord for the ability to draw. He just gave it to me. And he's using it. And it's beautiful. And I have no idea where it's going to go or where it's going to take me or if it's just for me and him to build a relationship. It's so worth it. But I dare you to develop those things that you've always wanted to be good at or that you've always just kind of liked. Give it space. The Lord is reawakening dreams in this church and in Othello. And he's giving you today, he's giving you increased capacity to dream. He's increasing your capacity to dream. There is no lid over your life. Anything is, anything is possible with the Lord. He is the God of impossibilities, right? Like, pick any page of Scripture. There is nothing impossible for him, you included. He is reawakening dreams and giving you increased capacity to dream. You are good kids and you have good ideas. That's what he said about you. So I'm going to pray over you guys really quick. Um, if you feel like 
something I said today resonated with you or the Lord brought up a dream or a talent or he reminded you of something that he wants you to give space to, I'm going to invite you to take him up on that offer and to stand up. Any, yeah, right now. If you feel like the Lord, the Lord tapped you on the shoulder or on the heart and was like, hey, listen to this part because this is you. Yeah, I invite you to stand up and say, okay, God, I'm going to give you space in that, whatever that looks like. I trust you. You're a good dad. Yeah, Holy Spirit, I thank you so much for the, the way that you love us and the way that you know to speak loudest to our hearts. God, I thank you that you are releasing courage in this room for people to step out and to do things that they've never done and to give space to parts of them that feels really vulnerable and really scary. God, I thank you that you are so excited and I feel like the Lord has been waiting for this moment for these things to come alive in us. He's been waiting since he created us, since he knit us together for us to realize these things that he put inside of us. So God, I ask that you would just meet us in those times, in those spaces that we're alone with you, that you would give us very clear dreams and visions, that you would give us next steps. God, that you would give us the courage to step into that one step at a time, not knowing what's next. God, I thank you that you are faithful and that you will meet us there. I thank you for the journey, God, that it's an opportunity to know you. And I just ask for increased intimacy with each and every one of us as we step into the unknown and we invite you to breathe on those places in us that we didn't know were dead. I thank you, God, for reawakening and breathing life into us over this church and over this city. I ask you to bless this church and bless these people. I thank you, God, for the way that you move in them and through them and that you would, you would give them new lenses to see themselves their church and their city exactly the way that you see them, that you would show them how much like you they look and how much like you they are. We hope you enjoyed this week's message. Make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to partner with OFC, you can give on our website, othellofoursquare.org. Have a blessed day. We'll see you next time.